Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. SAFM Late Night Conversations. Uh, my name is Patricia Ntuli, and we are together with you alongside with the A-team. It's a very chilly Monday evening, but we are trying to keep it warm. And we're trying to keep it warm by making you dance, right? Um, we had Michael Jackson giving you human nature. Bruno Mars, treasure. So I'm sure that uh, the body and the muscles are all shaken up. And if you are like me on uh, a cold winter's evening outside in the road somewhere... <laughs> You will know what I mean, that you need some good music to warm you up. Well, we do continue with our conversation at this time. We are going to be talking more social issues, a little bit of legal, because it's something that I think will touch the majority of us as South Africans. We are talking to the founder and chairperson of the Justice Project South Africa, South Africa's Justice Project, and this is Mr. Howard um, Dembowski. What we are talking about this evening with him is that it could take years to remove a criminal record for lockdown breaches or just going against the rules. And I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about this. I'd love to ask you to please call in so that we get more information. And by the time this lockdown ends, you and I are not with criminal records. The number to dial is 011-714-4045, or you can... Call us on 891 on SMS it's 41391 or WhatsApp us on 0614-104-107. This is SAFM Late Night Conversations. With that being said, I'd like to say a very good evening to you, Howard Dombowski. How are you this evening? Good evening to you, Patricia and Tuli. I'm very well, thank you, my darling, and yourself. Um, I'm okay, thank you. I'm okay. But now we are going to talk about something that's a bit worrying for a lot of us as South Africans, right? (laughs) And you at the Justice Project South Africa, um, you you, you are obviously in a place where you can give us a bit more understanding as to the fines that we get when it comes to offenses or acts that go against the laws of the lockdown. Maybe let's start there. What sort of fines yeah. could we incur when we breach well, the lockdown laws? Okay. Um, let's, let's remember that, um, and, and this is a very uh, unnatural situation that we find ourselves in now, because you can essentially find yourself being prosecuted for doing what was an everyday thing um, six months ago. Um, when I say an everyday thing, Thing like, uh, things like leaving your home to make a living um, can, in fact, um, land you in a lot of trouble, as has been uh, proven and has happened to. Uh, by the 19th of June, um, almost 277,000 people uh, were arrested for, for contravening the Disaster Management Act regulations. Um, now, of those um, nearly 277,000 people, almost 33,000 people paid admission of guilt fines. Now, we don't know who was arrested and who wasn't arrested, and why that is relevant will become clear now. Um, 
When you are arrested and you're taken into police custody, they take your fingerprints, they register a docket, and they give you something called a warning statement before they issue a form J534, which is a written notice to appear in court. And um, that written notice bears on it an admission of guilt fine that you can pay. Now, in Gauteng Region 5A, which is, is um, most of Johannesburg and Ekurene, um the fines range between anything between 500 rand and 5,000 rand, depending on not the severity of, of, the, of the, the case, but depending on the actual offence that's been committed in terms of the regulations. Now, the second that you pay an admission of guilt fine after having been arrested, fingerprinted, and uh, docketed, the, the South African Police Service will register a criminal record against your particulars on something called the Criminal Records Center database. And that criminal record will endure for a minimum of 10 years before you may uh, apply to have that record expunged. There is, there's only one other way of getting rid of that criminal record earlier than that, and that is taking the matter to the High Court um, on appeal. But um, because of the wording on, on the, the SAPS J534 form, um, it gives you a very stern warning that by paying this fine, you admit that you are guilty of the offense and that you uh, make incur a criminal record. Now, I just want to add a little caveat to that, and then I will shut up for a few seconds and, and let you ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> And that caveat is this. If a person is not arrested and they are just issued with this written notice to appear in court and they pay an admission of guilt fine, then they do not incur a criminal record on, on the, the CRC because the South African Police Service um, uh, policy on criminal records is that that person's fingerprints must have been taken and a docket registered. That is unless the affidavits that are before court are incorrect. Um, and they were affidavits that were made by very senior state officials. So I don't think that they are incorrect. Shoot, Howard, listen, the reason why I was just quiet, I, I was like, keep going, keep going, because every day, if I, I, I put my mask on, I'm like, I don't want to find. Every day I walk out of my home to go anywhere for essential goods or go to work as a member of media. I, I, I make sure that I'm abiding by the laws because we really don't know all the laws off by heart and you don't want to find yourself in trouble. Like you said initially, the ordinary day things that we used to do could get us into trouble. But there's one thing that you've just mentioned now, Howard, and I think maybe if you could take us through that. You said about 33,000 people have admitted, have done admissions of guilt. So yes. are these 33,000 people with criminal records right now or not? Well, we don't know. And, and the reason for that is um, that there's no break, breakdown of um, the number of those people that were arrested. Um, we know, for example, that a certain minister uh, paid a 1,000 rand admission of guilt fine 
for going and having lunch with friends. Um, and I'm pretty sure that the media would have made uh, a big song and dance about it if that minister was arrested and uh, fingerprinted, etc., etc. So I don't think that that, that that minister has a criminal record, to be honest, because she wasn't arrested. But we have no statistics on how many of those 33,000-odd um, were arrested prior to, to paying the admission of guilt fines. I do want to say that even the, uh, the Deputy Minister of Justice has said that very sternly, if you do not feel that you're guilty of the offence, do not pay the, the admission of guilt fine because you will get a criminal record. Now, um, I have to concur with him. And it, it's not that I'm saying to people, don't pay fines. I'm saying to people that you must consider that it would probably be in your best interest if you were to end up in a situation where you're arrested and then uh, released on bail with, with a, uh, an admission of guilt fine that you can pay, not to take the cheap and easy way out. Because let's face it, a thousand rand admission of guilt fine for going to have uh, lunch with your friends um, sounds like a relative bargain compared to employing a lawyer to defend you in court. However, True. you need to bear in mind you don't have to have a lawyer. First off, you can represent yourself. And secondly, um, if you were not actually guilty of, of that offence, and I can give you numerous instances where people were not guilty um, of, of contravening the lockdown regulations. Um, one, one particular example was, was the 71-year-old man who was going to buy his insulin. Um, and were, the, the police simply didn't believe that that was what he was doing, so they fined him. Now, for him to pay an admission of guilt fine would be absolutely stupid because the second he appears before a magistrate and says, this is what I was doing, then it is not an offence. Mm. And therefore, it would be stupid to take a quick and easy way out. Okay, let me just fork out a grand, which, you know, we, we talk about it as if it's not money uh, in, in times like this where, uh, quite frankly, a hundred grand is a lot of money. Um, but the, the fact is that one needs to be very, very careful because a criminal record is enduring. And here's the consequence of it. If you apply for a job, should one come up, so, Howard, I'd like us, uh, Howard, excuse me, I'm sorry to cut you there. I'd like us to take yes. a bit of a break. And then when we come back, I'd like you to please tell us the consequences of having a criminal record and also Certainly. just laboring on the process of how tedious it could be to actually get that criminal record off your name after the break. This is SFM Late Night Conversations. Remember, we are speaking um, about uh, breaching these uh, lockdown rules and regulations and possibly getting a fine or you could get a criminal record that could last on your name for up to 10 years. Yes, that's how bad it is. I'm speaking to Howard Dombrowski, who is the founder and chairperson of the Justice Project South Africa. This is SAFM, a late night conversation. Remember, we love hearing from you. So do call us on 011-714-4045 or 891 
Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Late Night Conversations on SAFM. My name is Patricia Antuli. Remember, we are available on social media platforms. You can tweet us or Facebook us at SAFM Radio or at Patricia Antuli, the hashtag SAFM LNC. Or you can call us in on 0891-104-207, alternatively 11 714-4045. You can also SMS us on 41391. We are talking at this particular moment, social issues. Listen, in this case, ignorance is not always bliss, especially when it has to do with the lockdown regulations. Apparently, according to Howard Dombrowski, who is the founder and chairperson of Justice Project South Africa, and that's our current guest, about three 33,000 people have paid admission of guilt fines for breaching lockdown regulations. So this is quite a serious issue. So let us listen in, let us call in so that we are always on the safe side of the law. Howard, before we take a break, uh, you were explaining to us the, 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 the very intensity of having a criminal record against your name. Yes, indeed. And, and uh, here are the consequences that, that, that follow having a criminal record. It endures for 10 years. That's how much uh, I've already told you. However, when you apply for a, a new job opportunity, the very first thing that um, most employment agencies will do, and most employers, is to run a criminal record check against your particulars. And if you have a criminal record, they really don't care what it is for. You will be excluded from any job opportunities. That is the first thing. The second thing is if you work in the financial services industry and you currently hold down a job, the financial service industries carry out routine criminal record checks on their staff on an uh, ongoing random basis. And if they find that any of the employees have incurred a criminal record, they will dismiss that employee. The third consequence is that you will also be denied an international travel visa to to other countries because they also check and do not care what you have a criminal record for. If you have a criminal record, you will be de- uh, declined a travel visa. So the consequences are serious and they are enduring. And as I said to you, unless you can take the matter to the High Court on appeal, and that's going to cost you a packet, you are not going to have that criminal record expunged within 10 years because the law does not permit it. Sure. It is very intense. Now, are all law enforcing officers aware of what the rules and regulations are? And I ask this question based on the fact that you say there was a, a, an elderly person who was told that they need, to, you know, they didn't find. Um, and they, they, obviously because the officers did not understand what he was doing or where he was. But as lockdown began, we also have seen um, issues where 
people were arrested in their homes because they had alcohol. So there's, there's a lot of stories that we can speak about that show that maybe even the law officers themselves are not really aware of what to find for and what to arrest for. But at this time, I mean, it's been over 100 days we're in lockdown. Are they aware? Well, um, unfortunately, um, and, and please, no disrespect intended here, but not even our ministers are aware of what the lockdown regulations are because we've had both the Minister of Justice and the Minister of Police say that, saying that it is an offence for a person not to wear a, a face mask uh, in public. Okay? Now, um, that is not true. And let me tell you why it's not true. No offence was created in the regulations for the actual person who fails to wear a face mask. Um, mm. Quite frankly, uh, we should, as society, stigmatize those, those kind of people because they are idiots. They should not be walking around without face masks They're putting themselves and us at risk. However, the person who allows them to enter a public property is the person who will be prosecuted. So, at the SABC, the head of it, the SABC would be prosecuted if you pitched up to work without a face mask. In a minibus taxi, the minibus taxi driver would be prosecuted. In a shopping mall, it would be the shopping mall center manager. So those are the offenses that are created in respect of face masks. Now, there's also been talk about uh, well, if a person is caught with, with a box of cigarettes, they'll get arrested. Um, well, that's, that's not in the regulations. What is in the regulations is that it is unlawful to sell cigarettes. It is not unlawful to be in possession of or to smoke a cigarette. So, unfortunately, when ministers make these reckless statements, they filter down to the, to the boots on the ground and you have um, law enforcement officials who end up enforcing laws that don't exist. And if they arrest people on, those, uh, uh, on that basis, then what they do is they expose the South African police service to civil suits for unlawful arrest. And that's a whole other topic that, that um, we, we could address uh, in an hour's long show. Yeah. It, it, it's very scary, the fact that we, civil society, don't really know all the lockdown rules, but it makes it even more scarier when we hear that even our law enforcement officers are not really aware of the rules. Therefore, we need to re really tread lightly if we do not want these criminal records against our names, because you could literally be walking to go to go exercise because you are permitted to, <laughs> but someone could arrest you. And that could yeah, be well, the end, and you could have a criminal record because that well, particular officer was not aware. Go ahead. Well, here's the interesting part. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes to exercise, um, you, you know that you may now go to a public park and exercise. Um, mm -hmm. But um, now, when it comes to face masks, um, it is prescribed that you do not have to wear a face mask if you are doing... Um, rigorous ex exercise. 
But that's not being defined yet. And to me, strolling is rigorous exercise, to be very honest with you. <laughs> so we need laws that are clear. These decrees that are being handed down at a rate of knots. Uh, it, it, look, uh, I check the Government Gazette every single day. I download all of the separate gazettes and I familiarize myself with them. Let me ask you a very simple question. I know you're the, you're the host of, of the show, but let me ask you a question. How many government gazettes have you downloaded since the lockdown began? I'm not going to even lie to you. I think the first two or three. Well, you've downloaded two or three more than most people. Mm. And that, this mm. is the difficulty. Um, the, the messaging that's been put out has not been clear. Um, the, there are an awful lot of regulations. Howard, I need, I, I need to really apologize for this. I'm realizing that this topic of ours needs more time. We've, I need to go to the news. What I'm going sure. to ask is that our producer allows us to have this opportunity again so we can go through some of these rules and uh, the lockdown regulations and actually explore this topic further. So I'm going to leave it in the capable hands of uh, Benzito, who's our producer, to interact with you, and then we'll book another session together. 100%. Thank you very much for your time this evening. And thanks for the opportunity.